What's good, everybody? Welcome back. We're the Detroiter. I'm the Detroiter. Motor City, you know the de the deal. March Madness. Da, 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 da. That's the SEC. What's da, Wait, hang on. Hang on. It's on the tip of my brain. Hang on a second. I'm missing a verse or a bridge. I'm for sure missing a verse, but that song really is good. Um, I really like that song. It sounds good in my ears. It makes me happy when I hear it in my earballs. I can't wait to hear it like 70 times this weekend. I'm pretty juiced. Um, we've got March Madness, one of maybe the best event in sports. Like these next four days, today included, I guess, this is going to come out Thursday. These four days might be the best days of sports every year. Unless like your squad is in the World Series or the Cup Final or the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals, like, I don't, I don't really know if there's anything better. Like as a, as a casual observer, uh, you take your fandom out of it. I don't know if the first day of the NFL is better than this. Uh, championship weekend, AFC, NFC championship. That's another great one. I don't know if that's better than this. The divisional, really all the NFL playoffs. I don't know if those are better. Um, I don't think anything in hockey is better. Definitely nothing in baseball is better. Uh, college football. I don't think anything's definitely not the college football playoff weekend. Maybe like the only argument you could make for college football is like either rivalry week or the first game when everyone's excited because it's back. I don't think the NBA, fuck no Christmas. What are you going to say for NBA? Nothing. I don't know. I guess golf, maybe you could say the masters, but I'm not a golf guy. I don't think anything matches the four first four days of the tournament. Just the fact that these guys and whoever thought of March madness, I mean, we all live our entire lives like trying to find our purpose, right? You want to find something you're good at, something that you're passionate about. Um, ideally, you know, like it's something that sets you up. You can take care of a family. You can feed yourself, get your, pay your rent. But ideally, if we're lucky, we do something that benefits others, right? Like we do something that we can give back to others. We do something that makes the world a better place than we found it. Whoever invented March Madness fucking hats off to you, buddy. You deserve an award. You deserve a, like a book scholarship to be named after you. Um, definitely a couple streets should be named for him or her. I assume it's a him. Absolutely hall of fame, college basketball, basketball, sports, hall of fame, people, hall of fame, a Nobel prize would be great. If we could do that, like everything, you are one of a kind, whoever thought, Let's do this, guys. Hear me out. Instead of doing the AP poll, instead of copying football, or we just give the two best teams and we just have them play a game, hear me out. We take the best 64 in the country, okay, and they're just going to fucking play until everybody's either dead or someone keeps winning. That's an incredible idea. To have, like, what is it, 32 games? We got 32 games between Thursday and Friday and then another 16 between Saturday and Sunday. What an unfair sports schedule. You wake up in the morning, you have basketball on until you go to sleep for four straight days. And the beauty of it too, like something about it being college basketball, you don't know who any of these guys are. Unless you're a fan of one of these programs in one of the bigger conferences, you don't know who any of the guys are. Maybe you know a couple players. Like I'm trying to think outside of Michigan State and outside of the Big Ten, I don't 
fucking know many guys. Like Jalen Wilson, I know he's good for Kansas. I don't really know who else Kansas has. Oscar Sheboy, I know he's really good for Kentucky, and I know that because Michigan State played him. Like Marquette, couldn't name you one player for Marquette. Michigan State's got USC on Friday. Before we got USC, I wouldn't have been able to name a single player on USC's roster. I couldn't even tell you their head coach until yesterday. Honest to God, dude. Honest to God. And I'm a guy who's like balls deep in college basketball when it comes to Michigan State. Like I'm watching them every single time they play. And yes, I'm not watching USC. I'm not watching a ton of Kansas. I'm not watching a ton of these other teams. Hey, I know Kansas State guys. Shout out Newbie. I know a couple of Kansas State guys. I'm not watching all these other teams and all these other conferences but, like, they'll do the game breaks. Like, the pregame for MSU, they'll talk about these guys. Halftime, they'll take you around the country and show you some highlights. I would say I watch more college basketball, even if it is just one team and one conference. I think I watch more than the average person. And going into the tournament, I don't have a clue who anybody is. I mean, half the fucking teams, half the schools you've never heard of in your life. And I think that makes it even better because it's not like, oh, LeBron, you have this preconceived notion. It's not Dame, however you may feel about him. It's not John the Grizzlies. There isn't these schools, these players don't have all these storylines already attached. Like you don't fucking hate a guy. You don't hate a team before, before they've played a game. You go in, you turn the TV on on Thursday afternoon, you get your bowl of popcorn, you settle in, and you're right, waiting to be swept off your feet. You're waiting for somebody to reach out of the TV and take your little heart and give it a fat, just a smooch right on the aortic valve. That's what you're waiting for. You're waiting for a school with three hyphens in the name to come in and have you scrolling at halftime looking how you can buy a jersey. That's what you're waiting for, and that's the best part of March Madness. We're waiting for the George Masons, the Florida Gulf Coast, the Chicago Loyolas. I'm not a big Sister Jean guy, um, you know, taking a lot of the credit. For that run, Sister Jean was. Sister Jean, listen how out of pocket Sister Jean was, dude. Sister Jean, not only did she make her bones during that basketball's team run, she was bigger than the team. She was more of a celebrity than the team. If any single guy, the head coach, Porter Moser, fuck it, dude. If the entire team wearing their jumpsuits walked down, um, what's the what's the road in Chicago? What's the road in Chicago? What's the road in Chicago, dude, with all the stores, the Magnificent Mile? Michigan Ave? If the entire Loyola basketball team walked down Michigan Ave in their fucking uniforms, okay, and Sister Jean was across the road, she'd have 10 times the celebrity that those guys do. So not only she's making her bones, might have cut an ad deal. I don't know what Sister Jean was up to. She claims to be holy. She claims to do it for the church, but so did all those priests, Right? So did the Catholic Church to begin with. You know, the Catholic Church, Pope Francis isn't sleeping on a fucking cot or whoever the Pope is. Sister Jean, she took a little bit of that flash from those guys. And not only that, she claims to be, you know, for God and it's all about religion. Not only is she taking the glory from the team, she's taking glory from the big man upstairs. If it was up to sister, Jesus Christ is the reason these guys hit so many threes. God is the reason Cameron Crutwig is a menace on the low block. Sister Jean, if she was true, if she was pure, if she wasn't like all these other cronies in the Catholic church, that's what, that's what she would have said. <laughs> I got a bone to pick with sister Jean. But you may not, and that's part of the beauty of it as well. You fall in love with these outdoor, these mascots, these symbols of the school. Waffle Guy. 
those cash that last Cassius Winston year, uh, 2019, we had the dude who wore the waffle hat, waffle hat, and just went bonkers. People knew who that guy was outside of Michigan State. College basketball fans, they had heard of the waffle guy by the time we were in the Elite Eight. Everybody watching that game knew who the waffle guy was. It's an unreal thing. It's no name schools. It's no name players. <clears throat> the fact that it's college kids, 18 to 22 year old guys who aren't getting paid now, I guess some of them may be, but they're not doing it because they're on a $30 million contract. They're doing it because they want to fucking win for old dominion university. That's why they're doing it. They're doing it because they need the USC at UCSB gauchos. They need their name on a banner in that gym someday. That's why they're doing it, dude. And it's a fucking thing of beauty. It's win or go home. You could be the best team. You could be the worst team. And nobody cares. It doesn't matter because you're all showing up to do the same shit at the same place. Virginia, you remember they lost to University of Maryland, uh, Baltimore County? Golden Retrievers? Look at me with the fucking memory, son. Remember when they lost to them? A 16 seed never beat a one. It was impossible. It was never going to happen. Certainly not to that Virginia team. I believe it was the year they came off of the championship. They just got over the hump. They just won one. Of course it would never happen to them. And if wouldn't you know it, a 16 over the one, that's the type of shit. That makes March Madness so great. And then you couple that with their sports on all day. Somehow, some way, I guess you get a real good look at you know college basketball and how close the talent level is between all these programs, especially in the early stages, all of the game, not all of the games, but so many of the games are good. It feels like, I don't know what it is, uh, part of the magic of March, just the fact that these guys, everybody's playing for their lives, everybody's playing like their Kobe for the night, RIP. It's crazy how many good games there are, how many games come down to the wire, how many upsets there are it it fuels the whole feeling of like oh shit I don't, you never know every possession feels like the entire game rides on it there's eight and a half minutes left in the first half and your guy misses a three and you're like fuck no everything feels so major everything feels like it's the end all be all it's a crazy tournament and it's a great fucking time I can't wait I can't wait. I I am really just excited for – I'm excited to remember that feeling of what it's like when college basketball is on TV literally the entire day. I cannot wait to experience that because as soon as it happens, at like that first day, the first moment this weekend, whether you took off work today and tomorrow, God bless you if you did. You're so fucking smart. You're so smart. Dude, what you could probably tie your shoes when you were six months old, couldn't you? If you took today and tomorrow off, you're a fucking genius, man. I don't they need to ship you off to wherever they're figuring out nuclear energy, just something that'll really help humanity. Solving ALS or, or fixing Alzheimer's, colonizing Mars. Like you gotta go. You gotta quit your day job and go help those people out. Because we're wasting you just keeping the numbers for KPMG. If you took today and tomorrow off. Fucking wonderfully done. But that first moment this week, and whether it is today or tomorrow, or you got to wait until Saturday, that first moment when you get your beverages, you've already planned out what you're going to eat. You, I'm calling the pizza place at one. And then at 630, we're going to call in a couple sandwiches. You've got everything. You got the beers that you like, right? You got a thing of water. You've got some snacks, a couple goldfish, maybe Cheez-Its, whatever you like, maybe a salami tray. 
My parents love doing that when they throw parties at my family home. I love a good salami trail. I'm the only one up there. All, everybody, all my aunts and uncles, my parents, my cousins, everybody's socializing, having a good time. I'm just standing up. Yep. You guys, no, I'm, I'm just listening. I'm just I, inhaling salami slices. They're perfectly sliced. Just the right amount of salt. You got to find a brand that you like. Cause I've, I've come to realize as my dad, you know, we've thrown more and more parties over the years and I've eaten more and more appetizing, uh, cold cuts. I've come to realize not all salami is the same. You know what I mean? You got to figure out which brand it is that kind of hits your spots. Um, but once you find that fucking just salami down the hatch, you've got the appetizers, You've got every, your dogs on your lap. You got a cozy blanket. Maybe fireplace is on. Hopefully the sun's shining or who fucking cares? We're watching basketball. Are they, it could be raining. There could be a tornado. It doesn't matter. And the moment that you settle into the couch, all prepared, all nestled, your chores are taken care of. You've got nothing to worry about. Maybe you got to look up a little bit of cheddar sprinkled up and down the slate. You settle in, turn the TV on. You've got TBS written down, got CBS written down, um, TNT written down. You've got every channel a game could possibly be on. Fuck, dialed, speed. You know where they're all at. 57, 12, 114. You got everything. And you sit down and you kind of go through the guide and you say, all right, who do I want to watch first? And you've got four games to pick from. One goes to half and you just flip it. Oh, shit, we're at the end of this one. One game ends, oh, shit, five minutes left in this one. That game ends, oh, shit, five minutes left. When you first get that hit of like, oh, my fucking God, that's why MSU has a supply chain degree, it is unbelievable. That's why people get paid lots of money to do this scheduling because it's fucking perfect. It's one of a kind. As great as all those other sports weekends are, they don't have anything like this. They don't have the logistic prowess to schedule anything like March Madness does it. I mean, you can't miss basketball. You it's just ending, 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 electric, electric. Like you got you gotta have eight TVs. You gotta be at a bar. Otherwise, you can't watch it enough. It's an unbelievable feeling. And every time it happens, I can't wait to experience this again. Every time it happens, every time this weekend happens, you sit there and go after the first day, midway, fucking an hour in to the first day, and you go. This is, this is, this is the best. Like, this is the best. Michigan State's not playing today. This is the fucking best. I'm going to be at work tomorrow, like, fucking twit, pulling my eyebrows out. Just, why the fuck am I here? So, March Madness, huh? Yeah, I know. It's weird we don't have any TVs anywhere in our office, right? I know. Should we work from the bar or what? What do you think? I am going to be fucking tweaking tomorrow not being able to watch these games but i can't wait till i can and i can't wait till i get that hit the best dude the best there's basketball on you don't have to do anything you're gonna have the most fun friday you've had in 2023 and you're only gonna leave your couch to go to the fridge and to go to the bathroom that's it dude and it's gonna be the fucking best you're going to realize so quickly why you love it. You kind of forget because it ends and then college basketball goes away. And again, if you're not a college basketball fan, most of the season, you don't really give a fuck. And oh shit, March Madness. And then you realize, oh my God, this, this is, this is it. This is the best. 
The ancient Egyptians have the pyramids. Modern humans, we got March Madness. This shit fucking rules. And whoever thought of it, we should bury him in a bunch of toilet paper in a big triangle. We really should. Because he's done more for humanity than pretty much everybody else. It's, it's, I mean, I, you just can't say enough about March Madness. Quick break. <clears throat> We've talked about the positives. We've talked about the light, the good that March Madness brings and the good that it can do, the happiness, <laughs> the fucking happiness it can bring you and your family. <clears throat> On the flip side of that coin, it can bring you, it can bring you darkness. It can drag you to depths a great white wouldn't dream of. It can pull you into a spiral that would make the Wizard of Oz. God, what's her name? Lucy? I can't re- believe I didn't remember her name. I was on a roll there. Wendy, whatever the fuck her name is. It'll pull you into a spiral that would make her feel okay. The the nasty side of March Madness, it brings out the nasty side in us. Brings out the nasty side in fandom and humanity. Um, I, it's maybe the closest thing you can get to having a relative die where you just realize, oh, life is fleeting. The good times are always so short. Enjoy every moment while you can because it's going to end eventually. It's humbling. It's devastating. It's frustrating. It's unfair. It doesn't make sense. Shouldn't be happening to you yet. For 67 of 68 teams this year, it will. Little break, and then um, we'll talk about, you know, the potential downfalls of this sacred tournament. And we'll talk about Michigan State, and we'll talk about USC, and the looming cliff we could be approaching. I don't know. We might get the hang glider installed and built in time. We may not. But all you can do in the meantime is enjoy it. Let's take a quick break, everybody. This is one of those days where it may have, it may help or it maybe would help if I was a little analytical because I got nothing. Guys, I got fucking nothing, buddy. Um, I don't know shit about USC. I know they got Boogie Ellis. That's it. I don't know anything. I told you. I didn't even know who their coach was until yesterday. I don't know anything about USC. Now, that said, I looked up an article. I did a little bit of research. I looked at some graphs. I looked at something that had pretty much every single stat a basketball team can register. And on the left side, it was Michigan State. And on the right side, it was USC. And when Michigan State had the better rating or score or percentage, in that specific stat category, the box on the left under Michigan State would light up green. When USC had the better statistical ranking in that category, the box on the right in red would light up under USC. I don't know much about them. I haven't watched them play more than maybe a half when I was at a bar because I live on the West Coast and that's what they play at 11 p.m. here. I've maybe watched a half. I know Boogie Ellis was a big-time recruit. 
I know Boogie Ellis is pretty good. I know Boogie Ellis said he's going to listen to that little Dirk and uh, little baby album for four and a half hours on the plane ride to Columbus. That scares me. I don't know if that's legal, by the way. How? We test people for steroids. Can't do HGH. Tom Izzo can't even buy Miles Bridges' mother a hamburger. But Boogie Ellis is allowed to listen to that album for four straight hours before playing Michigan State in a tournament game? How is that? We don't test for that. We don't have anybody at the NCAA scrubbing the Spotify records. I don't, I don't, that feels like a competitive advantage. You know what I mean? It feels like something that it's got nothing to do with basketball. Um, not everybody can do it. Not all of our players maybe have Spotify or can afford headphones. What, I, how is he allowed to listen to that album specifically for four and a half hours? Let's get him the Beatles white album. He can do that all day if he'd like, right? Let's get some Steely Dan maybe. Oh, it's still good music. It still sounds good, but it's not going to get him in the mood to light uh, Michigan State up for 40 points on 32 of them coming from three-point range. Like it, it just lets even out. Joey Hauser's he can't find that album even if he wanted to, you know? Like Joey Hauser, he's going to be listening to Toby Keith or some shit. Like that's not fair. That's not fair. Joey Cow- Joey Hauser is not going to drop 32 all off three pointers after listening to Jason Aldean's new album. Like he might have a few, right? He might, you know, have 16, 17. Boogie Ellis listening to that album for four hours. That's unfair. All I'm saying is let's make it even. Let's make it fair. If you're going to test for steroids, you're going to test for these other PEDs. You know, let's make sure everybody's listening to similarly motivating music or podcasts or whatever the case may be. Other than that, when I looked at that chart, a lot more of the boxes in green under Michigan State, a lot more of those were highlighted. We were better at a lot of things um, than USC is. A lot of them, most of them. I can't even remember the few that USC had. I really can't. Uh, I know State's more experienced. I know we're better at shooting threes. I know we're better at defending threes, which doesn't mean fuck when Michigan State's playing. That All that means Michigan State being great at defending threes and USC not being as good as us at shooting threes. All that means is Boogie Ellis is going for 32 off only three-pointers. All of that means is there's going to be some guy who could have Yao Ming standing a foot away from him and he'd hit every shot he took. That's all that means, right? Like, that's it. We Oh, we're better at threes and they're not as good? And we're great at defending threes compared to them. Oh, they're going to go nuclear. They're going to have a fucking record night shooting the three-point ball. They're going to have a game that next year we're like, should we move the three-point line back in college? Remember what USC did? All That's all that means. That's all that means. Michigan State, we're better on the glass, better at offensive rebounding, better at defensive rebounding. Um, we take better care of the ball, much better, much better assist to turnover ratio. I think ours was – this might be a misquote because this sounds way too fucking good to be – I was going to say 12 to 1, but there's no chance. There's no chance that that's possible. Maybe like two. Maybe ours was like two to one and theirs was one to one, something like that. So we take care of the ball better. We're more experienced. We're better from the outside. Um, we're better on the glass. Give me Tom Izzo over John John Doe, whoever the fuck coaches them. Something Ellenson, I can't remember his actual name. Drew Ellenson, something like that. Give uh, Like, all right, 
Give me Michigan State, right? Woohoo, I'm going to be a happy boy Friday night. Yeah. It's got to be. How could that go wrong? We're better in all these categories. And like, we're, it's March. We've got Tom Izzo. It's March, and we're Michigan State, and, you know, they're USC. And what like, we could make a run. Look at the guard play that we have Tyson Walker and Hogard when they're going and they get a little help from Hauser. Oh, baby, you can't stop that. I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. I hope that's how it works. I hope that's true. <laughs> I feel good about the game. I mean, of course I feel good. I felt good about almost every single game Michigan State played this year. They lost, what, 14 times? 15 times? We lost a fucking bunch of times. We lost a lot of times. I had faith in pretty much all of those games. Of course I got faith going into USC. And then I looked at those statistics. I didn't have that. I mean, I had faith like – we're the seven seed. They're the 10 seed. Um, I know when we play well, we have dogs. I know when Tyson Walker's on, I don't care who they have. I know when Joey Hauser's hitting threes, I, I don't care who that. I know when Jaden Akins is locked the fuck in, I don't care who they have. I know we've got that kind of team on our hands. But the half the time, that's not how it works. That's not who we get. I do care who they have half the time. It does matter. It does matter who they have half of the time. I know we're capable of, I know we're the seventh seed. I know we got Tom Izzo. I know when he's under seated, he performs well. He loves going on runs with these. Remember 2015 when he took the seventh seed? Similar type team. Remember when he took them on the run? We'll see. I, I know. I know, guys. And I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum here. I'm on. We're, it's go green. It's dogs over everybody. It's us or no one. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not sitting here going, oh, we're going to fucking lose. I'm not throwing a pity party. Fuck that. It's March. I'm not throwing a pity. It's win and go home, dude. I'm not throwing a pity party. I'm just telling you where I'm at. I'm just telling you my thought process. This is what I'm going to do. I don't have a bunch of numbers and analysis to run you through. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I watched USC this year. And that's the thing. I'm sure they're like DK. I'm sure he's going back and actually watching USC games. I'm sure he's watching them and how they play and, you know, their good sets and all that shit. There's other places. Like if that's what you're trying to get, if you want to know how many, like what percentage of their field goals they're going to attempt from the paint, there's somebody out there that can tell you that. I got 60%. No fucking idea. No clue. If you want to tell me, Bogey Ellis, what's his favorite crossover move when the shot clock's winding down? There's someone who will go and do that. There's someone who's got you. Got no idea here. I don't know. Maybe like a crossover right, pull it back left, and then kind of a step back. I don't know. I may Is he left-handed? He could be. So in lieu of that, in lieu of analytics and numbers, and this is why this team's going to win, I'm just going to talk about how I feel. I'm going to just talk in, in vibes, dude. We I don't need numbers. I don't need statistics. I don't need analytics. I need vibes. I need to get my finger right here, dude, right on the jugular of the season and the team and the moment that we're in. I have faith in the boys. Of course I do. I have faith because of all that shit I, I mentioned. That Izzo does do well when his teams are underseated. That he has taken the seventh seed to a Final Four in 2015. That he is Mr. March. <clears throat> Um, I saw something else on Twitter today that said in the last 20 years or something, 20, it may have been 25 since 2000, Tom Izzo is the best coach. Like it, they did some metric where you rank 
postseason success by your seeding. So like when you're the one seed, you should really perform well. When you're the seven seed, not as much as expected of you. So like pound for pound, his average seeding, like Tom Izzo is the top performing coach active in college basketball. I think that's what it was. Like I know we got that guy. I know we're Michigan State. I know they're USC. I know that it's Boogie Ellis and this Drew Peterson, who I don't know if he's a big or a guard. I think he's maybe a big. I know that they got two guys that kind of run the entire show. Um, but, like, we'll see, bro. It's, it's March. Anything can happen. Like, we've been we've been down bad. That's what I was talking about at the end of the first half with the darks and the downsides and when the light goes away. Like, we've, we've seen some shit. I was a freshman when Middle Tennessee happened. It was crazy. That was that was that was a crazy experience. Like you think back to some of the biggest games your favorite teams have won. Michigan State. If you're a Michigan fan, Michigan winning the Big Ten. The Lions when we you know went to the playoffs against the Cowboys. Like think back to some of the Red Wings winning a Stanley Cup. The Tigers going to a couple World Series. The craziest games your teams have won, the most excited and like in shock over a victory you've been at the end of those. Dude, being on the on that in a loss is a wild, a wild feeling, especially in a loss where you're the heavy favorite, not only to win that game, but to advance in whatever playoff scenario to maybe win the entire thing. You are a favorite. MSU football's never really been that. Um, <clears throat> and then lost like a heartbreaker. Like we were that, and then we went to the college football playoff, but we weren't the favorite in that. And then the game sucked against Alabama. The Lions have never been that. The Tigers have kind of been there. And, you know, those World Series losses were crushing. But I think over the seven games, it kind of softens the blow. Like you see your fate coming, you come to terms with it, which is another thing that makes March Madness unreal. The Red Wings... Same deal, the seven-game series. And I think the years that they kind of fell off, like 2010s and on, obviously losing the Cup to the to the Pens in 09, that sucked. But then they kind of fell off, and they had just had the success. It didn't really sting. Like, MSU hasn't won since 2000. We're the last Big Ten team to win this fucking tournament, which doesn't seem real. The Pistons, same deal, seven-game series. It's been a while. They got their chip, and then they lost a couple others in the finals, in the Eastern Conference finals. I don't know. I guess if you're a Michigan fan, you could like the trouble with the snap would probably be maybe your closest. Um, even the Michigan teams that were great. Like, I don't know if Michigan basketball has ever had a team that was a, a top three seed, and they were unbelievable. They won the Big Ten, and they were going to go on, and they're going to be one of the favorites to win the entire tournament, and then lost in the first round or lost in the second round. I don't know if Michigan has ever had a team like that, which, you know, credit to them there. When they've got great teams, they deliver. They go to the Final Four. They go to the championship game, which I'm sure those losses still suck and they kill, but it's not as shocking. Like, you're going into that game playing Villanova going, these guys are fucking nuts, dude. We'll see what happens. It's not – the the 15 seed middle Tennessee being in that moment, like the first time I'd ever experienced it and probably still the most shocking one that I have experienced that middle Tennessee game. It was, that was nuts. I was living in Brody. I was in the dorms. This kid down the hall storms out of his room and just throws. I don't even know what 
throws some shit at his wall and it just explodes like a piece of plastic just chucks it at the wall and it blows up like you could fucking that game ended and it was like like everywhere was just like oh this is not good dude what the fuck just like what the fuck just happened there's people that are angry there's people like i'm just sitting there numb like was that real was that real on espn yesterday they were talking about how we're gonna win the whole thing was that real Uh, there's no fucking way like you you see it all that weighs on you that sticks in my mind and then of course the syracuse being the other biggie where we had it, we had it, and we lost early. Those weigh on you. And we've seen some shit as Michigan State fans as far as like early disappointments. Now this team losing in in the round of 64 or the round of 32 obviously wouldn't be like that. Like these guys, it's not – they're not pegged for a national championship. But it always hurts the same. Like last year, I didn't think it would be that bad because we were in a similar spot to this year, right? Like we made the tournament. We were playing with house money. We kind of knew what we were. It was like, all right, let's fucking, let's see what happens. We won the first one. We beat Foster. That was great. And then we played Duke and it was same shit. Like, well, these guys are good and we don't have Cassius Winston. So I guess we'll see. Like, and they got Paulo Benchero. What the fuck were we going to do? This year's similar. Like, we've got some guys when they heat up, they heat up. Will they heat up? I don't know. We've got a good coach, a great coach. In the month of in the month of March, historically as a school, uh, and him obviously as the head coach, when we are the lower seed and we are kind of counted out, we do usually perform pretty well. Um, we do thrive with the, the the underdog attitude and the chip on our shoulder. Like I think I'm hoping, even you know the players in the locker room and the feeling around the team is kind of like fuck you. Like maybe even to the fans, people pissed that they lost in the Big Ten tournament. That was a disappointing game pissed at themselves maybe a little upset just how the season has gone like they feel that they can they should have performed better because dude you look back at the season for state i've talked about it a thousand times just the number of games we lost by by a couple points number of games we were winning in control with five minutes left and they just slipped away like the number of times that happened inexcusable they're probably feeling that. And then we caught a couple strides where we're cooking. Everyone's playing well, and we look fucking good. We beat a few good teams. We hang in there. We lose to Purdue by one. Like, these guys know, too. Those guys know when they play well that they, they're fucking dogs. They know it. I'm hoping there's a little bit of an attitude in there like, fuck this. We're not going out like some any, any old seven. We're not going to win a game and then bow out to Marquette. Fuck that. We're about to show everybody what's good. We're about to bring MSU back to the front stage. We're about to let everyone know that Tom Izzo still fucking got it. And we're going to let everyone know that we got it. That's what I'm hoping. I still believe that there is that somewhere. I hope they fucking find it. But we'll see, dude. Seven seed, 10 seed, they're in the tournament. Everybody in the tournament's good. Everybody in the tournament's got players. The same shit we've been saying all year long for why MSU can make some stuff happen. Hey, Guard play wins in March. If you have elite guards, you can beat anybody in March. USC's got good guards. Boogie Ellis is nice with it. He's going to be a little bit of a problem. 
And we got that history of any time the other team has a good player, he has the game of his career against State. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a damn good game. The 9.15 tip-off is so fucking beat. I'm on Pacific time, 9.15 a.m. Friday. Beat, dude. It's all good, though. I'll be working from working from home. Uh-huh. I'll be locked in. I'll be there. I might live stream. I don't fucking know. I have faith in us getting the win. I have faith in us having a game Sunday. And I have – you know what's funny? Like, if we beat USC, I'm going to have – I'm going to feel very good about that game against Marquette. I know they were one of the best teams in the country all year. I know that they got, got – is Shaka Smart their new head coach, right? Like, I know they got some shit going for them. I know Marquette traditionally is a pretty good basketball school. If we beat USC, though, and, like, the boys are now we're feeling good – I know they're Marquette and they got some guys, but we're Michigan State. We got some guys. We're feeling good. Let Tom Izzo fucking school the rookie a little bit. You know what I mean? Let Tom Izzo beat Tom Izzo real fast. Marquette, they're not used to these big games. They're not used to being pegged for a Final Four. They're not used to that big moment. They don't coach. They don't play under that all the time. Let Tom Izzo. Show them how you coach in March. Let Tom Izzo figure something out. Like, if we beat USC, almost, I'll almost have more faith playing Marquette, if that makes any sense. I don't know. I don't know. It feels like this team, all they need is, like, one game. They just need to play well once. They just need to shoot the ball well. One game, and then it's like, all right, fuck yeah, here we go. The defense coming along and getting back to midseason form, that would be a welcomed addition. But, again, it's like we are what we are. It's kind of – the the success of this team, like unless they turn on the defense that they just didn't want to turn on for the last week or two of the year, unless they just magically turn on that on, it's going to come down to like, do Hauser, Tyson, and Aikens hit threes? Is Tyson just playing well in general? Is Hogard taking care of the basketball? And like that's pretty much it. Like it'd be, can Mati get a couple boards? Can Mati catch a couple passes? That's it, really. Can those three guys, are they knocking down threes? And is our best player, Tyson Walker, playing well in general? And then the other ball handler, the other guy we we like to lean on for offense, is he just taking care of it? We don't need him dominating. I don't need a Hogard at the line 50 times. I don't need him dropping 30. But is A.J. Hogard just taking care of it, like making some stuff happen, getting a couple open shots for people, even if they're just jump shots, just getting the defense moving, making it interesting, without turning it over. Is he being smart? Does he look locked in? Is he playing defense? Is he looking for rebound? Like, that's what it comes down to. If we do those things, if we're hitting threes and Tyson's playing well, there's a good chance we're going to win. If we're missing threes, even if Tyson is playing well, we might be in trouble. It is what it is, dude. It's Tom Izzo. It's Michigan State. It's fucking March. Of course I got faith. Of course. And USC's no Duke from last year. USC's no team that's going to make me go, oh, Oh, no, heavens, no. Oh, dude, they're the 10th seed. We're the 7th seed. We're Michigan State. They're USC. We have Tom Izzo. They have John Doe. Go beat them. We'll see what happens. I hope I'm right. I hope that fucking happens. Otherwise, it's going to be sad boy hours on here next week. I might – I might. Uh, so I'm going to release another episode Friday. Might do that. I might start the new feed, the Have Fun Club. Uh, where I just talk about random shit. I've been talking about that for a bit now. But if MSU wins on Friday, 
either Friday night or Saturday morning, I'm going to try and record something else. Probably Friday night. I'm going to try and record something else if stay wins Friday. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully we win. Hopefully I record Friday. I might live stream for the game. I don't know. Check it out. Also, anybody who bought these Bengals shirts, if you're watching on YouTube, absolute fucking gas. The new Bengals shirt we designed for the playoffs. Um, I love you. I appreciate you. I had to go on myself. People might be going, well, you wearing the Bengals shirt because it's sick, man. Because the thing makes me look like moms want to look at me at the grocery store. I don't know what that was. All right. Anyways, that's all I got. Appreciate the support. I don't know if I'm going to release a shirt this weekend. Maybe. Uh, appreciate the support. Appreciate the love. Go green. Please fucking get it done. We'll see you Friday and then maybe Saturday. Hopefully Saturday.